Hello and welcome to another episode of Game Till 5. My name is Steph and I'm joined as ever by my quarantine co-host Nikki. Hello. How's it going? Not bad, not bad. It's a sunny day. I can see outside from my window, which is nice. It's daytime. We're recording in the day. Um, quarantine is going fine for me. How about you? Yeah, I think same quarantine just continues to be fine. Like you said, looking out the window at the nice weather um, yep. and not being able to go out there. I mean, fortunately, I can go outside because I've got a garden. But Shrubbing I mean, I'm sure in. you can just poke your head out the window a bit. Yeah, I'm going to do what my neighbor, one of my neighbors does and just stick my legs out the window. <laughs> he was there all day yep if you have any uh suspects you might live around steph then uh just go for a wander safely and if you see any legs hanging out some windows it might be steph's it could be me anyway um yes i'm very excited for today's episode but before yes. we get into that mm-hmm. should we discuss the news we should totally discuss the news It's worth mentioning that this my news drop was stolen from me in uh in the most recent Got Till Five episode yeah. and rebranded as Jesse's news. So um wasn't as good. No. Um so for some for some silly reason, and I'm gonna call it silly, the uh our previous sister podcast, uh got till five decided they wanted to wage a war and steal our news and yeah. uh yeah just so i guess that in itself is news yeah we've, we've started a war we've got till five they uh they did decide to to do a top five on a video game topic but and and you know and they thought that was such a big war and this is mostly because we won like the number one spot from the episode that we guested with them um on their podcast for top five ghibli films yeah fair and square i might add we won twitter poll spirited away uh they had laputa which both equally great movies but we all knew that spirited away was going to win um so yeah their retaliation was oh let's do a a, a video game top five still nikki's news this is hilarious but the thing is we gave them permission to do top five dreamcast consoles we allowed them to do it so i think who's the real bosses here yeah and we have plans we have many plans. Um, we know there's going to be crying involved too. So, I mean, but you know, we all know that they started this war, but we're going to finish it. Yeah. Anyway, um, in other news, news. we have a website now, our very own website. This has nothing to do with the war. We aren't actually separating from God Till 5. No. Um, we the website, we just wanted our own website because we didn't want to be leeching off someone else's. Um, so if we have a, we're going up in the world got a beautiful website that steph has um crafted handcrafted and where can we find that website steph that is game till 5.com very Yay. simple um and you can find everything there uh old episodes or new episodes or all our links to everything that we do yep and a nice about me and i'm sure more things coming on there in the future yeah right and, and other news um quite I'm quite happy about this. I basically, I don't know if anyone knows this, but I do stream on Twitch. 
Uh, it's something I've been doing for a little while, especially in quarantine. And I am now an affiliate, which is very exciting. Yeah. So you can subscribe to me on there if you want to show me some love um, and join in some of the streams as well. You can do that without even being a sub. Just just come along. We've had some quite fun ones lately. Yeah. Playing the forest. Um, stressful, but fun. So, yeah, that's been pretty good. Anyway, yeah. that's that's all for the news today. Unless Steph's got any news? Uh, no, I think you've covered all the news very well. Thank you. Much better than Jesse. Yeah. So moving on to our, our episode. Yeah, we're doing an interesting one today. A kind of a slightly different one again. Um, we're keeping on our role of mixing it up a little bit. Uh, and today we're talking about the our most uncomfortable moments in video games. Yeah, there's a few for me. But we have selected our top five. Yeah. So this is kind of, to describe what this is a little bit more, it's any time that we've been playing a game and I think we thought a bit like, oh, this is a bit, I've kind of gone it of like, I don't want people to walk in on me <laughs> watching oh, these God. things. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, that's one of the things that makes me uncomfortable. There are other, like others where they've been a bit darker or mm. just creeped you out a bit maybe. But um, yeah, like anything that you were just sat feeling a bit uncomfortable while playing. Yeah, like this doesn't feel good in my tummy kind of thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> this is not okay moments. Yeah, um, yeah I've, I've got a few of them. Um, it's worth mentioning as well that I don't think that we're going to have any crossovers in this episode because I think these are going to be quite niche picks. Um, mm-hmm. But if we do, then a lovely gentleman is going to chime in oh! and tell us that we've got a duplicate. Yeah. Um, so it probably won't happen. But... No, although I, I don't know. I'm suspectful. Suspectful. Mm. That is not a word. <laughs> don't know what's happened to me. Be. I think it's because we're in the daylight. I'm not sure what I'm doing. Something is wrong. Alcohol hasn't been consumed yet because no. it's not time. Um, so I'm all thrown off. But uh, let's just uh, jump straight into the top five, shall we? Yep. What are you buying? How about a game of lucky hit? Cool. So that is our top five starting. Um, is it me going first this week? It is. Yeah. Okay. So my number five for most uncomfortable moment in a video game is something I've mentioned before. Um, so I thought I'd put it here and we can talk about it quickly again. Um, and that is a scene in Mass Effect Andromeda uh, between Val and <laughs> the Pathfinder uh, that you happen. I'm talking about the, the alien the, sex. Yeah, the alien sex that happens. So I've not witnessed any of the other alien sex that happens in uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, so maybe the rest of it is just as awkward or less awkward. But when I was watching this one in particular, I did not know what to do. I will also say when I watched this, I was completely by myself in the flat. Nobody else was around. Uh, and I still was very uncomfortable to the point where I was just laughing. Uh, when I get uncomfortable, <laughs> I laugh. And uh, I was giggling to myself like a school child. Um, so because I've spoken about this before, I'm going to kind of go over it really quickly. Um, it's just a very graphic sex scene. Um, so it starts by you've romanced him and you're having a lovely conversation by a pond. And then at one point he suggests that maybe you would like to uh, do some stuff together. And at that point, if you say yes, you you both get naked and then start dancing around in in the the water. Yeah, in the (gasps) pond. 
So wow. one of the things that I think really throws me off at the start of this point um, is the fact that he gets naked and you see like his top half naked, but he's just got a weird alien body, right? It's just some weird purple body. But you, okay. as a female human, get naked or female man. I don't know if you can... Uh, I don't think you can we'll, romance we'll him. We'll say maybe man. you can for now. Um, but if you pick the female option, you just get fully naked. So you, the whole time you're just dancing around the water. When you say uh, dancing, just with your boobs out, you're spinning. You're like holding what? hands and spinning in the water. Are you serious? That doesn't yeah. sound normal. So this is how this starts, and you're talking, and it's very it's supposed to be very romantic. Romantic things are being said. Um, and then it cuts, and you're now both lying down behind a waterfall. Uh, naked doing some stuff but the bit that really got me is that he then starts like kissing kissing downwards and basically uh, it just ends with him like looking like he's giving you head which you know I appreciate <laughs> I'm one to appreciate you know both sides taking a turn for oral sex but it's just I didn't expect to see it you normally with these sex scenes and especially in the old Mass Effect it was all just like you're just kind of like rolling around on a bed and you're top half naked. You don't really see any of actual acts happening, do you? It's all just like no. a bit inclined. This one, you're kind of watching the act happen. <laughs> and then so, it cuts. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but yeah, so that's that's that scene. I mean, I'm watching it right now. I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, <laughs> oh, I, you mentioned dancing around in a pool. And I was like, I need I need to see this. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, it's more like he's kind of walking you around, kind of yeah, spinning you. you're kind of spinning. And I don't know whether it's because he's quite a fleshy alien that it's a bit like, <laughs> whoa, like he just looks slimy. Um, and then, yes, I can see what you mean by that end a little bit. Um, yeah. That's, that's uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So actually, I wanted to clear something up with Mass Effect Andromeda because I know what you're going to say. It's like, you get what you deserve. You always pick the aliens to have <laughs> sex with, all right? Deserve. But I remembered when I was uh, researching this word again, and just refreshing my memory because I just remember being uncomfortable. Um, I remembered that actually I, for the whole of like Mass Effect Andromeda, I was romancing someone else. I was romancing uh, Reyes Vidal, who basically, <gasps> yes, spoilers. that's who I was romancing. Um, he like comes out and he's like been lying to you the whole time. He's the charlatan. Um, so I was romancing him up until the point where he reveals himself. And then I was like, how dare you get away from me? So I had built this normal not normal romance, but I had built a romance with a human um, for the first time in Mass Effect, and then I was betrayed. Oh, no. So, well, uh, I mean, you never can still again. continue with him, though. Like, I think you can forgive him and everything's all right, because that's what I did. You can, I, but you know. I couldn't, you know? I was lying to... It was It was like... Um, you know who it was like? It was like Caden all over again. Oh, no, not again. <laughs> they both betrayed me. All right? I'm not doing it again. Okay. So that was the end of that. Um... So yeah, that's just my redeeming thing there that I did pick a human in, in this one as well. Um, but you, you said at the beginning that you haven't seen an like alien sex. Did you just mean an, an Andromeda, not Mass Effect? Because obviously you slept with Garrus, right? Yeah, sorry. I meant I haven't seen, I haven't watched any of the other sex scenes in Mass Effect Andromeda. So for all the other people yes. you can romance. Um, so I don't know what they are like. Um, can you, whether they wait, are can you romance more, more other graphic. aliens in Andromeda? You can, I think the, uh, yeah, because you've got the two Asari you can romance. Oh, yeah. And then you've also got um, the Turian lady, who's yeah. like female Garrus. Yeah. Um, I think, and then the rest are human, but um, right. yeah. Okay. Out of all of them, I still went for the weirdest alien I could find. And did, were you still okay after that? Did you continue your relationship? I mean, it was right at the end of the game by that point, so I just kind of went, yeah, sure, this is who I've picked. 
Um, yeah. But I definitely don't think I went to visit him as much in his quarters after that. Oh, no, I bet he was feeling well like shit after that. Like, yeah. you made him feel really self-conscious. Used him. Used him for his water-naked ways. I guess it's kind of like that thing, though, where, like, you meet someone and you think they're all cool and everything's going well and then, like, you just realise, you know, they take you to this pool and you realise they're quite cringy. Um, and after that, you're a bit like, oh, God, I don't know. You're a bit cringe. I don't really want to go wander around in your pool again, have a little dance. So yeah. maybe, yeah, maybe I'd, it's fine. I don't blame you. Yeah, I think it's fine. I mean, he was still a very sweet creature. I think he was almost too nice by the end of it. You oh, know? No. It's one of those. Too nice. <laughs> Poor Jarl, whatever his name is. Yeah, poor him. Um, but that's kind of it. I couldn't find any facts. Literally, he doesn't even exist on the um, like wiki page. I couldn't find anything. <laughs> Jormund has other just been than... shoved to the wayside. Yeah, that's why. It's just like just forget about it, guys. And I think I will try forever. <laughs> yeah, I I I don't hate it. I just yeah, I don't really know how I feel about it. It's fine. Yeah, I'm I'm fine. <laughs> I'll it's use a... my catchphrase for this. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good use of it's fine. It's just for me, it's not a Mass Effect game, but it's a good space game. Yes. If you're kind of putting in that. But because it's not Mass Effect, it's not fun. Um, I like I like yeah. that you picked this for your first pick straight into the alien sex. I just went... whoever's never listened to this podcast before listens to it now is just going to be like, whoa. And also the fact that I started this with, I've spoken about this many times before. <laughs> <laughs> if this so is your questions. first introduction to this episode, you have many more times. Uh, <laughs> just stay away from the space episode, I think. Yeah. Probably There's a few nice more words. as well, but... You'll just have to find them along the way. <laughs> Those are wonderful little nuggets of truth. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's my number five. All right. So my number five, it's a bit of a weird one. I won't have too much to say about this. It's just, I remember it being a scene and a thing that happened that really just unnerved me and I didn't like it. And I was a child. So hmm. um, I'm going to be speaking about the the red Redeads or the Red Deads, I think I called them, in Ocarina of Time, Legend of oh. Zelda. They do appear in other games, but for me, I saw them first in Ocarina of Time. I was probably like 11 or 12 or something. And I think the first time I saw them, I was walking. I'd obviously become Adult Link and I've walked out of the, the Temple of Time. And I just saw like these weird, like humanoid creatures that kind of, I think I described them previously looking like worms. Yeah, they're like, mummy ish as well, aren't they? poopy worms yeah mummyish, and you know they're just sort of hanging there like they're meant to be like the old dead people that used to live there before that i knew and um and it really terrified me and i think especially because they they make kind of like this groaning noise they sort of go i'm not going to do an impression of it and they sort of like lean over or hunched and and what tends to happen is they scream at you for a start which is horrible and it almost like freezes time and so you can't move and they're just like slowly coming towards you. And then if they do manage to get to you, they jump on you like a small child on your head and like start sucking on your head uh, and then jump off and continue on with their day. Or they kill you. I can't quite remember. But it's just it's just not very nice. And yeah. I think it just it just really scared me. I think that's fair. I think uh, I had a very similar experience of playing Ocarina for the first time when being quite young, and they terrified me. Like, I would sprint through the town. Um, it wasn't until like, I was much older that I found it. You could kind of attack them if you wanted, but they were very difficult. Um, yeah. But I just hated them. Anytime that little scream would happen, just pure terror. 
Mm, it's just like the blood curdling screams, and you do find them as well in um in like graveyards and hidden holes and things like that. And mm. supposedly they're wearing a wooden mask. I don't yeah. remember seeing that, but to me they just look like fucking I don't know. I don't even know how to describe them to be honest. You'd have to Google readeds. Yeah, have they almost got like the face of um like I can never pronounce it, but like gyroid or like a cactua face where it's that little like three hole yeah. thing. I think that's just a kind of a used face, right, for creepy dead things. Yeah, I think so. And I think in the Ocarina of Time, the the remake or the remastered version that they released on like 3DS, I think they give them teeth, Ooh. which is, is quite scary. So yeah, they just kind of have this like hole in their eyes type thing. They just they just look like corpses. But I personally still think that the original looking re-deads are the scariest from from Ocarina of Time. They just they just they're just nasty. Yeah, they are. Like you said, just their little weird. And as you as you bodies. said, as as you walk around and you see them, like you just don't want to be there. You just don't want to be near them. You just want to like. I remember like holding my breath as a child, just like trying mm-hmm. to run through just to avoid them because I just did not want to be dealing with that shit. So yeah. I don't unfortunately have any facts about them. I've been a bit, we're not very good in our fact game today, but I just think that with these guys, there's just nothing else really I can say other than they're just uncomfortable. Yeah. I think as well, like the fact that when they scream at you or like look at you, you can't move. So I think that makes it like bad yeah, as well because yeah i think it goes back to like especially i think a lot of kids experience this but but back in the day when you'd have nightmares and there's that thing where when something's coming towards you in a dream or a nightmare you can't move mm. and i think for me it like kind of fills out that that childhood trauma of those kind of night terrors yeah definitely some deep hidden shit in me that's bringing out and i don't <laughs> like it Bringing out all my horrible dreams. Yes. But that's it. It's a very short and sweet one. My my later ones are going to be a lot more complex than that one, but that's just my nice, simple number five. Oh, yeah, it's a good one. I was thinking about dreams now. Do you ever have dreams where, um, or like nightmares, I guess, where you can't run as fast as you think you should be able to? You're like running, yeah. but you're running in slow motion. Yeah, sort of like that. I remember I had, I used to have a lot when I was younger where I'd be crawling. I'd be crawling really, really slowly. And like I would be trying to go fast, but I couldn't. And there's always this like thing coming up behind you. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Happy times. Yes. Glad that we're discussing this. Me too. Uh, open space, open space. Um, <laughs> cool. Uh, so my number four um, is a bit of a weird one. I don't think this is going to be, I'm not sure even if you're going to allow it. But I'm going to go for okay. it. Okay. So I've gone with, it's not uncomfortable for the same reasons I think we're talking about here. It's more of a, I'm embarrassed for you moment. <laughs> and... no, that, that's still an uncomfortability. Right. Okay. So that's fine. So I don't know if you remember way back in uh, E3 2013, we're talking about, um, uh, I think it was EA's press conference. Uh, there was a guy who announced Peggle 2. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen this clip on the internet, but it's fantastic. So basically, uh, they've just finished the Plants vs. Zombies uh, like Modern Warfare announcement, and they're kind of clearing stuff away. And then this guy who's on stage is just like, oh, we've got one more thing for you. And everyone's like, oh, come on, it's going to be something amazing. And the guy just yells, Peggle 2! Jumps in the air with his fist, like, proper in the style of, like, uh, The Breakfast Club kind of moment jumps so awkwardly on stage lands and then they play like peggle 2 music and it's just silence 
Like no one is clapping or cheering or anything. It's just silent. And the the speed at which they move on to like Titanfall, I think, then appears afterwards is just ridiculous. Um, it's like Michael Scott from The Office has decided to do a pre- the press conference. Like that's who it feels like has given this announcement. <laughs> I now understand why you thought I would not allow this because it's not technically a video game as in the moment that happened yeah but I will allow it because that sounds hilarious and I don't know why anyone would have enthusiasm for Peggle I mean I love Peggle as much as the next person it's quite an addictive little game uh, I've played many rounds of Peggle too uh in fact I think we've played it with Uni. I think there's a like a picture of us playing it somewhere in the world I think I but... played it once and then gave up but the the pure enthusiasm that I think he was expecting to gather, like the things that have been announced on the E3 stage, especially 2013, um, were probably quite exciting. And uh, but this guy's enthusiasm for Peggle Two will always reign supreme. I um, think, yeah, a, I think you should put like a sound in here of just that moment. I will. I will. Um, I'll put the sound clip in. Um, in fact, let me just try and find it real quick. This is just the end of. Zombies and yeah. yeah. Thanks. Thanks, guys. That was that was amazing. Thanks so much. I'd say I was speechless, but I have one more thing to announce. Coming this year. Peggle 2! I can't see it, but I can imagine the cringe. And then just let's just move on. Um I think what makes it is you need to see the jump. Like, yeah. you just need to see the jump with it. So, yeah, please just watch it on YouTube. And, we'll also uh, post it. Um, you'll have a great day. Days. Yeah. You'll have a great time. We'll put it Amazing. on Twitter. Yeah, so that's my, that's my number four. Short and sweet, but awkwardest moment. Clearly, the uncomfortableness stayed with you enough for this top five. So, yeah. I hope they feel the shame all over again. But it's not because actually that's mean. I hope he probably wakes up in the middle of the night sweating thinking about that moment (laughs) yeah we all have those moments um that we think about in the dead of night and this is his so i'm sorry there's there's one moment that you have that i never let you forget do you know what that is i don't know there's many well remember when you i I think it's fine me just me saying this but when you lived in brighton um and we walked around it like for the first few times and there was this particular street outside this shop that basically you just fell down you fell just flat down like face planted you were fine everything was fine you you were not you weren't hurt that would be really mean but every time we walk past this place now or previously i was just like oh steph this is where you fell down (laughs) just remind you all over again i know i think it's because i haven't actually fallen like just on my face since I was probably <laughs> out toddler or like at school. It was brilliant. Yeah, it was. I was. I, I went out and I said to you, I was like, "It's fine, Steph. No one saw. Everyone saw." <laughs> anyway, yeah. that's that's, yeah, that's your moment. Thanks. And now you've told everybody who. <laughs> that was my goal. The only reason I started this podcast. <laughs> Just so one day you could tell, tell me people listen. I I made it. I waited um, for two years to tell this moment, it. and I did it. Done. That's it. Podcast ends. (laughs) Cut. No more game till five. We're done. But yeah, no, that's cool. I I like that. Thanks. All right. Should we move on to my number something? Yeah, go for it. Number four? Yeah, Yeah. number four. So my number four is a a moment in gaming that has stayed with me forever. 
because it's hilarious, but also because it is somewhat terrifying. And I'm going to be referring to the vault from Fallout, Vault 108, or as I call it, and many other people call it, the Gary Vault from Fallout 3. Oh. This vault seems like a normal vault at first. And you sort of, I mean, to be honest, most vaults for me, especially in Fallout 3, were quite creepy. They made a lot of them quite scary. They're obviously underground and there's often like abandoned. There's no one over there. Yeah. So you have this kind of feeling of just unease anyway. But when you enter this vault, you suddenly start to hear these voices. And the voice just seems to be saying the same thing over and over again, which is Gary, in many different ways. And these these people, obviously their names are Gary, they are trying to kill you. So I'll give a bit of a backstory to the Gary vault, which is that... It's basically a cloning lab, and you find this out through holodisks, and you find out that there was somebody called Gary who was cloned in this vault, and they just kept making them. No one really knows why they kept making Garys. I'm not quite sure. Uh, they got to, like, 53 Garys, and they realised at this point that um, they were quite violent. Uh, all of them pretty much, I think, like, apart from a couple, all hostile to non-Gary clones. And, yeah, the 53rd was no different, and then the staff began to wonder what to do. They realised that the vault's observation rooms were becoming full of Garys. No more room for any more Garys. <laughs> no idea why they didn't stop. Yeah. And then it must have got to a point where the the Garys took over because now the vault is pretty much like fucked and ruined and it's just full of Garys. No survivors, just Garys. So yeah. the unusual thing about the Garys, as I said, is they just they only say the word Gary. Oh, and yeah. there's no reason this is why this is explained or if it's like a joke by the developers... But it just really scared me because the first time I went in there, you know, not not knowing what to expect. And then I just hear, I just hear the noise. I'm going to play you how they say Gary now. They, they all say it in different ways. There are so many different ways that they say Gary and each one of them is scary. They all run around trying to murder you. And this is all that you hear. That's my favourite. <laughs> It's my favourite one. <laughs> These are the scary ones. It's it's the yes. way that they go, Gary, because you're like you just don't know what the fuck's going on. Mm-hmm. Gary's a fucking. They're all numbered as well, so when you like kill them, you know what what one is like. You know what Gary you've killed. Which one? And it's just there's something so fucking unnerving, confusing. Anyway. Yeah. But also just really weird. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine as well, because obviously it's not like it it's like the whole story. You've got to discover this as you're walking around the vault, right? Yeah. Like discover what the hell is happening. It's a real so when what you the first fuck enter. Moment. Yeah. That sounds creepy. <laughs> I don't think I'd like that. I didn't like it. It was it was one of those things where it's like I'm laughing because this is funny, but also I know there's more Gary's here and I'm like looting around and then I suddenly just hear Gary and I'm like, oh fuck no. Not another one. But like, yeah, you're right. Why would you just stop? Like, why wouldn't you stop making Garys? If you're getting to the point where you're like, you know what, guys, I think we've got too many Garys. <laughs> I don't know. They just couldn't stop. It was yeah. one Gary led to another. <laughs> Once you start Gary, you can't stop. Exactly. And well, I mean, they did stop. Because they made too many Garys forced. and they got murdered yeah. by the Garys. I don't think they would have. So Can apparently the planet there is, Garys? you can have too many Garys. And that is 53, apparently. No. <laughs> but that we know. I'm glad. See, this is why we play... Um, games. Video games. To learn these important facts about life. 
53 Garys, too many Garys. I actually do have some facts about this, which is quite cool. But I think it's because Gary is like very famous. Everyone knows the Gary fault. Um, the funny thing is about is about Gary is I've just played you some of the sound clips of Gary. There's many more sound clips like that. People have used them to do prank phone calls, which I don't recommend. Don't do that. That's not necessarily a good thing. That ruins people's time. But when you actually listen to them, it's quite funny. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. Um, Anyway, so one of my other facts is that there is evidence to suggest that at least some of the Gary clones were curious about the nature of non-clones, because obviously normally they just attack you if you're not a Gary. Yeah. One such Gary can be observed studying a wasteland of corpse laid out on an operating table in the cloning labs. Mm. So Garys are evolving. Oh, Garys are learning. They are learning. There are some smart Garys. Also, I don't know if anyone knows about Fallout Shelter. It's like a the video game kind of... Or like the off, mobile version. Offshore, kind of sort of, yeah. Of yeah. It's, it's owned by them, it's, it is them, but it's, it is a mobile game. Um, apparently, during the quest of Alt-Tech Experiment Review in Fallout Shelter, the location sometimes contains enemies and characters that will only say Gary, and they will attack if the dwellers respond with anything other than Gary. Oh, so, that's interesting. I played a bit of Fallout um, Shelter. It was good hmm. fun. It's quite fun. It is what it is. But yeah. if your vault dwellers don't say Gary, then they are dead. Oh, you so. don't let Gary in. One of the my favorite things about this is what I found out today is that apparently it's thought that the Gary clones may be a reference to the Only Fools and Horses episode, Strangers on the Shore, where uh, Del Boy and Rodney end up picking up a guy from the beach who can't speak any English and bringing him back to the flat because I think they're trying to say that they found a friend. I can't quite remember exactly why. Um, and trying to make everyone believe that this person is actually their friend, but he can only say the word Gary. I don't know if you remember that. No, I don't remember that episode, but that's a weird, like, link if it is. <laughs> yeah, he only says Gary. That's it. That's all he says. Because he can't oh. speak English and they're obviously trying to... They're calling him Gary, but he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Um, yeah. So it could be, but it just made me laugh because I was like, shit, that <laughs> is actually true. Yeah, that's a weird link if it is, but you're right. Like, it's quite close if, if not connected. Yeah. So that's my number four is Gary. I like it. I say, Gary. Oh, yeah. I haven't even watched it and I'm creeped out. That is creepy. <laughs> well, yeah. Watch it on YouTube or uh, we, we played the clip for you. So you understand that it's unnerving. Yeah, I can imagine. Vault full of Gary's, all the Ellen Gary. It's not going to be fun. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Uh, my number three. Yep. Um, I have gone, I've gone, I've gone creepy, uncomfortable now. Okay. Um, and I've gone with, uh, something from The Last of Us, which mm-hmm. is David. Oh, yeah. Do you remember David? Of course so, I David. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Who doesn't? So this is, if my memory is correct, is when, uh, you're kind of, when you take control of Ellie, uh, later in the game and you are trying to survive in the cold winter that's happening uh and basically you get captured by what turns out to be a group of cannibals and i honestly i can't remember how you know him from before and if you do i can't remember oh yeah I remember it's being creepy it's all just blurring but all i remember is there's one particular scene is when uh, when you when ellie's been captured and she's in this cell and david comes to visit her uh and is basically like talking to her and being like well you know what if you tell me what your name is um and you know you you show us that you can be like if we let you go like we can introduce you into our society because basically david has decided that he he likes ellie 
and in, in a weird way um i think is kind of the hinted at and that's what yeah. makes it really uncomfortable there's like a bit where he's talking to her and um like he touches her hand and calls her special and it's just a bit like there's just very much a lot of undertones going on like not only have you just watched someone like cutting up a human for the rest of them to eat because they've decided to all be cannibals this guy then comes in and like starts iron up ellie um and it's just yeah it's yeah. all just really he's, uncomfortable and unsettling. he's probably in his like 50s right 60s yeah, maybe and she's how old 13 12? yeah that kind of age just just don't be creepy yeah it is. I think there's just all of those undertones happening in the scene um, and it just makes it really unsettling. Nicely, though, it's Ellie. Um, and so when he touches her hand, she then breaks his fingers, oh, yeah. which is really satisfying. But still, it's, um, you know, she's still stuck in a cage um, at this point. Um, so you're just kind of like, I don't really know what's going to happen or if they're going to... I think as well, like, you just don't know how far The Last of Us is going to take some stuff because it's always quite a real feeling game and quite raw so i think that was it when i was first playing it was just you just don't know where this is gonna end up so it's just Mm. like what's gonna happen you are like just a small young girl it's all just quite unsettling it's Um, so heavily implied and i've always wondered because i think everybody feels uncomfortable about david i've always wondered whether they intended it to be like that on purpose whether or not it just came off like that kind of accidentally because obviously she is special we know that not going to give spoilers whether or not that was something that is like they were trying to make you feel or whether Mm. it was just like an incidental moment of just creep i don't know yeah yeah definitely it is you can read into it a lot of different ways but um yeah from what i was reading about it this is made a lot of people uncomfortable this particular bit like you said he's just creepy just his voice is just a bit unsettling um and i think for the kind of game that it is where it is a horror kind of genre game like it's not too bad i can play it and it's a zombie game so it already gives you the idea that it's not super um like horror genre normal but there are some really like shocking or unsettling or quite you know scary parts in mm. it but this one particularly creeps you out so i think it kind of says something quite a lot for this scene that that that's quite creepy even though you've got clickers going on isn't there a bit that follows where the kind of the building is like burning down and you're running away from him and he's basically chasing you around this restaurant that's kind of coming yes. down and oh. the way that he chases you and he, I think he shouts you on like Ellie's name and stuff and it's the way that he's chasing you like the fucking child catcher and you're just like hell no bro and it's not not nice I remember that be, that making me feel super uncomfortable like if he was going to catch Ellie like what would he do well mm. gross yeah yeah I th- yeah you're right actually I've forgotten about that kind of bit I think that whole section as well when you're ellie without joel is already kind of more creepy because you do feel way more vulnerable yeah especially you're a small girl you just don't have as much of the stuff that joel can do um yeah and then yeah trying to get away from him in the burning thing and he's just yelling at you oh yeah all kinds of creepy as david hey david yeah i think that's all good um but yeah that's that's my number three again i don't have any facts um because I figured we'd already kind of covered quite a few Last of Us facts. So yeah, didn't have any David been. specific. Didn't really want to look into David, to be perfectly honest. No, David can stay where he is. Yeah. But that's cool. Yeah, that that is definitely, I think, one that a lot of people would, would agree with you on. So, nice. Nice. My number three <laughs> is definitely going a different way. Um, so my number three is something we've potentially spoken about in the past, but I can't remember whether it was on a Patreon episode or whether it was on a normal episode 
which is a scene from the game Incredible Crisis. <laughs> yep. So Incredible Crisis, if anyone doesn't know, is a Japanese game. It was released in 1999 and it almost follows the pattern of your this family. You start off as being the dad who's like an office worker and effectively the way that you die is by becoming too stressed out. So it's quite a me game. I played it when I was probably about 10 or 11. You know, I wasn't that stressed at that point, but now I can really kind of understand the premise. You can relate a lot more yeah. to that guy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, a lot of stuff is happening, like just constantly just bad luck. He's just like getting thrown out of buildings, like just shit, there's aliens, like just crazy shit going on and they're all unlucky and all just trying to escape this kind of this situation that they're in. So I remember I found this game in a bargain bin in, oh, I don't know if it was, it potentially might have been Blockbusters or um, another one similar and it was like £2 or something. And I remember just thinking like, this is a weird fucking game. I would love this because I liked Jap like Japanese stuff when I was that age. Anyway, I was kind of fascinated. I didn't yeah. even know it was going to be in English, but I got it. And uh, and there's this particular scene that I'm going to refer to now that happens where Tanio, who is the guy, like the, the dad, he's just like, had an accident, fallen over and, and he's getting saved by this attractive lady. Uh, or, or seemingly attractive lady, questionable because she's so polygony. But uh, Tanio was seemingly in love with her, it seems, even though he's married. What the fuck, Tanio? What are you doing? Yeah, anyway, Tanio. he loves her, it seems. Or at least very infatuated by her. They work together, that's why he knows her. He's not just going off with her for no reason. She, for some reason, decides to lead him to a Ferris wheel. And you're introduced to a mini game. The whole game is based around mini games. It's kind of how the premise works. You're constantly doing mini games to, to kind of get through scenes and this one is the ferris wheel mini game where you're apparently giving her an erotic back massage it says you're giving her a back massage in fact in the north american version it does just say back massage you know you've got to press some buttons to to kind of give her the back massage. you don't see it you just see the ferris wheel outline and you know you're in one of the boxes in the Japanese original, it was hinted as being a far more sexual act. And the American version, it seemed, well, even the European version has downplayed this. Um, the reason why you can tell that that is definitely something that they were doing is because it's not a back massage. I'm sorry. <laughs> no one makes those kind of noises from a back massage. So she kind of says, as you're, go as you're doing it, she gives you directions. <laughs> She'll say a little to the left, a little to the right. And then she'll be like, oh, yeah, when you get it right. <laughs> and then obviously, like, you know, to keep pressing that button. It's a very, it's a very button mashing game, very button mashing mm -hmm. moments. Um, and when you're successful, yeah, she's she's belting out some sort of orgasmic sounding screams. Amazing. Uh, and so it's very loud. She just keeps saying, like, I'll do an impression now. <laughs> a little to the left or like a little to the right and i'm sat there as a 10 year old in my lounge <laughs> where the playstation one is because we all played games you know in the lounge back then didn't have a separate room for anything like that and mm -hmm. and i'm playing this and it's bursting out of the tv and my mum and dad are walking around my brothers and sisters and there's me just as a little child like i look fucking terrified at this point i don't know what to do do i turn it off do i keep playing <laughs> i'm just sort of sat there with the controller in my hand everyone's looking at me and i'm just like i can see it in my parents eyes they're like what have we done what have we allowed her to buy it said family friendly it said family adventure game <laughs> what is happening <laughs> 
And it was the worst moment of my life. <laughs> and I remember my brother made a joke because he was a lot older than me at the time. Um, and at that point, I was just mortified, absolutely mortified that I was playing this weird sex game in front of my whole family as an 11 year old child. <laughs> I think that's what made that story. Like, it's a bit, yeah, you know, like it's awkward enough that you'd be an adult just being like, oh, I've, I've uncovered a weird scene. All right. But no, it's a 10 year old. I forgot that at this point you would have been 11. I was a that, child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fun. In front of my whole family. I, I remember I was just really careful about when I played this game after that. And I think my parents, I don't think they took it away from me. I think they just kind of were like, oh, okay. They're like, what's happening? And I was like, a back massage. And they were like, okay. And we kind of just continued on after that. I think they yeah. just accepted that the damage has been done. I mean, um, yeah. I, well, so this is the thing about being a kid and either watching or doing something that's probably quite inappropriate is most of the time I've noticed that you really don't notice stuff. Like going back and watching, I thought we've spoken about this before. But like going back and watching films that I watched as a child um, that now watching it again were just so obviously not for children. Yeah. And yeah, I watched it because I found, I just, you know, you just don't know about mm. these things. So they just kind of go over your head. Like you said, you were like, I'm doing a back massage. That's fine. And it was probably only because of like your brother and your other people around you was like, what oh, I knew. Looking about I, fuck it. It, I fucking knew what was going on. <laughs> I'd I'd been brought up to know and watch TV shows. I approached them watching to know what was going on. Oh, but okay. I, I just feigned it. I just feigned that I didn't know what was happening. I was like, it's fine. Um, but I think my little brain knew. But at the same time, I think maybe they they just kind of let it go. I do kind of in some ways blame the fact that maybe obviously it was primarily more of a Japanese game that when it was re-released, maybe the American and European people that were publishing it were like, oh, we'll just call it a back massage. It's fine. No one will notice. When really... Japan had obviously intended it to be more sexual. Maybe they had more certificates on their games than than we did. And I, d I don't know. But I'm going to play some of the noises because I think that it's worth Amazing. people listening to this. And you can decide yourself whether or not you think that... Uh... Yep. So oh. that's when she's happy. The back massage is going well. Yeah. Yep. Yep, okay, we don't need more oh, of yeah. that, so that's it. Yeah. No, there's not much more you can do about that. It's kind of like The Sims, though, right? We played The Sims at a very young age, and there's sex in that. And I remember that's all most of my like friends and I did. We're just like, right, let's just make a lady. Let's have sex. Would you do what I did, where I would do the cheat to move stuff while they were doing stuff and take yeah. the bed away? Yeah, take the bed away. <laughs> take the shower and stuff away. Such perverts. Yeah, we're all, we're all just pervy, pervy, 11 year We were just curious. Um, and that's when we found out that The Sims didn't have any genitals. Yeah, just they were just smooth. like weird Barbie smooth things. <laughs> yeah, so um, that's Incredible Crisis. I think we played it once, didn't we? Or, I know you had the demo of it, but I don't think you would have got, you would have been lucky enough to get the Ferris wheel scene. I, yeah, no. So again, this is one of our like bonding things was that I knew about Incredible Crisis because I'd had a demo forever and I just never found the game. I always wanted to. And then Nikki told me that I, I had the golden had ticket. The whole, yeah, you had the amazing thing. Um, but I, even then, I think when we played it, we didn't get to the Ferris wheel. We might not have done. I mean, I've still got the game, so we can definitely uh, we can definitely play that once this is yeah, all over. We definitely need to play that. Yeah, that's uh, that's my. I don't have any facts because it seems to be a factless game. That it doesn't seem to be much information on this game, other than the fact that the Japanese back massage was a lot more sexy. Uh, well, no, I say it's sexy. They're all sexy. It was 
tightening it to be a sexy thing, whereas we hid it apparently for, for unsuspecting children like me to experience. Yeah. See, this is what censoring does. <laughs> anyway, what's your number two? My number two. Um, so my number two is, I guess, on a on a similar vein. Um, I've gone with something that happens in uh, the game South Park, The Stick of Truth. Okay. Uh, there's many things in this game that we could talk about. I don't know if you've ever played it, Nikki. Um, it's a very good game. It's very funny, but it's very South Park. Um, there's a lot of stuff that happens. And again, I could mention many moments that we talk about. The one I've gone for, though, um, and I've kind of gone out of which one would I least like people to find me doing? Um, <laughs> and that is the underpants gnome fight. Um, so if you've played it, you'll kind of know what that is. But um, if you don't know the game, it is South Park. So it looks exactly like a South Park episode and it is written like it's a South Park episode. In this particular point, um, so the main premise of the game is it's kind of like an RPG. It's like a turn-based game. Um, so you're kind of doing fights in various locations. It's kind of one of those things where it sets you up like in a location and then you're fighting things with backgrounds and stuff. Um, in this particular one, you've been shrunken down, so you're really small, um, to fight some gnomes. Seemingly innocent enough. Um, as you're going through and when you're doing some of the fights, at one point um, behind you, like as you're doing this fight in the foreground, in the background, a little bit blurred, you can see um, you, because you're a child, you're supposed to be like one of the South Park aged children, uh, you can see your parents having sex. Oh, God. Um, it's a little bit blurred, but not blood like you know what's happening um so that's happening and it's quite funny because you're just kind of going around and it's just typical south park things and you can hear the noises and it's supposed to be just like it's typical south park humor where you're a kid and you're just not really noticing because you're doing the the gnome fight like you're concentrating on this imagination game that you're playing um but anyway it carries on you're going through and you change scenes and eventually you get to the boss and so the boss fight for this um, the leader of the underpants gnome happens underneath your parents having sex. So the whole time during this mm. fight, you can see like your like boobs like at the top of the screen, like <laughs> jiggling around the whole time because you're basically uh, so it's like they're doing stuff like doggy style. So you are underneath uh, supposedly your mum on all fours, and everything like is happening. Um, and it's just very awkward. Um, and you're just kind of trying to concentrate and doing this fight and ignoring all the weird noises and the boobs jiggling at the top of the screen. Um, however, <laughs> it comes to one point and you just can't ignore it. And you basically have to do a QTE event where you have to dodge a pair of balls flying at your face. Um, <laughs> if you don't, you end up like getting hit and at losing like health or something stupid. Um, and it's just really graphic and really like it's funny. I remember laughing a lot because it's just so stupid and it's just very South Park. Um, but yeah, just the fact that you were just avoiding balls during this fight is just ridiculous. Um, yeah, and it all kind of comes to an end when you eventually defeat the gnome and uh, you get like crushed by a tit and someone else gets crushed by balls or it's the other way around i can't remember um and that's kind of it and it's just really graphic and then you wake up and you're like oh i'm fine i'm back to normal again um and you just seemingly don't even notice that this has happened like you're not taken in by it you're not like noticing that that's been happening around you while doing this fight uh it's just obviously you as a 
a player and noticing it and it's yeah like i said it's very funny but also very weird and awkward but it's just so south park um and yeah that's so that i thing. i did i did just watch it um yeah. a little bit while you were talking about it and that is quite yep graphic i think it's the rhythmic movements yeah that, that is quite offsetting I'm, I'm not a fan that's quite disturbing there's like a music beat underneath it as well that is like goes along with it as well <laughs> that makes just hones it in even more i can see why that would make you feel uncomfortable yeah like I, if i was like during playing this game i would not want a parent to walk in on me playing this this is kind no. of why i put it in here because it's like or just anyone i think like if you were just sat playing it in the lounge and just somebody exactly walked in who didn't particularly know south park or didn't know what you're doing you just the faces that you get um there's so many bits in this game though there's a bit where you have to probe randy i think it is um there's another bit that got taken out i think in a couple of different versions because it was like uh there's like an abortion bit um of like alien fetuses uh that gets quite dark i mean like i said it is south south park pushing the boundaries of what they can get away with um so in that way this game is great because it is like watching a south park episode for like however many hours but um yeah, yeah there's just some very uncomfortable bits and this is one of them i am um, i didn't play it much i think i played it once like at a friend's house and played like bits of it but i never obviously got all the way through it or, or played much more than that but yeah it's one of those things where it's like it's expected because it's south park but it's also it's uncomfortable because obviously you're not just watching it you are kind of taking part in it and it adds that kind of level of uncomfortability yeah definitely nice yeah so that's I my like number two the theme that we were going with there <laughs> yeah i thought i'd just continue on that one back massages back massages everywhere <laughs> awesome i think you don't have any facts for, for that one i guess you can't really have much facts other than no that's what's happening um, yeah no no facts um okay. yeah i'm disappointed in myself i have no facts at all today it's fine. As I said, I hardly have any. It's it's just these are just moments. You can't have facts for moments. Weird exactly. back massage, sexy time moments. Mm-hmm. So my number two is going off in a bit of a different direction, but it does touch on something that you mentioned earlier. So mine is like is like a scene, is like an occurrence which happens in the Walking Dead Telltale series, and I was worried you might have this. Oh, do you have this? No, I don't think okay. I do. So it is from the um, episode two which was called starved for help which is a scene where your group in the walking dead because you are as, as you know like the tv show and in like the game you have a group of people that you're you're with you meet another group of people that own a dairy farm supposedly and are willing to trade food for gas to keep their generators running so some other things happen along the way and, and either way you end up you end up in this house with a seemingly nice family and as with many sort of Telltale games, there's a few decisions that can be made along the way. And there is one decision you can make quite early on where you can go into the, a barn in this family dairy farm. And as Azalee, the main character, you can break into this room and find a room covered with blood and torture devices and things to scan animals. But apparently at this point, you don't really take too much notice of it. You're just like, okay, this is weird, but dinner's ready. So I'm going to go to the house and, uh, <laughs> and sit down with, with my group and this new group. And we're going to have a nice old time. So apparently when you get back to the house, there's they've like barred the hallway out. No problem. Like the hallway's just barred because the walker was trying to get in. It's not weird. Everything's fine. So you're all sat at the dinner table and Lee, you asked to know where the bathroom is. Um, I think at this point, Lee has probably think, got, got some questions. Doesn't quite know what's going on. Yeah. 
Brenda, who's like the head, the, the lady of, of this family, says, yeah, that's fine. You can you can go down the hall, go to the bathroom. Lee goes upstairs and finds many unusual items, such as a bottle of morphine, bloodstains on the floor, and then turns on a power switch, which lights up a room connected to the bedroom. Uh, he gets in this room with some bookcases and finds Mark, who I think is from their group. I can't remember. Or is this someone that he knows? With his legs cut off and a pool of blood. Lee asks Mark, what happened? And Mark basically says, well, they skid my legs and you're having me for dinner. Uh-huh. <laughs> so at this point, obviously Lee's a bit like, okay, these people are cannibals. Mm-hmm. And as we mentioned before in a lot of the Walking Dead games, you look after a little girl called Clementine. She's not your daughter but you've sort of taken her on the way and she's you really want to protect her she's like she's like your surrogate daughter and and you as yourself is is the person playing like i don't know about you but i feel so protective of her all the time yeah definitely she's like just yeah you just don't want any harm to come from her so at this point you're like holy fucking shit everyone sat down for dinner downstairs about to eat this guy's legs um this guy's obviously bleeding out he's probably gonna die so you're just like okay i'm going downstairs to to sort this out and I think at this point, like, Clementine is so close to eating that leg meat. Mm. Like, you have you have to stop her. You have a choice to stop her. I think you can allow it. Maybe if you... I don't know if it takes, like, a certain amount of decisions to get to this point. I don't know why you would allow her to eat it. If no. you did, I'm questioning. Is it you? under, like, a timed thing? It like, might so be. You know a couple of the choices in The Walking Dead are, like, mm. you have to act on a really quick decision because um, it's basically trying to force you to think quickly yeah i can't really remember um maybe maybe as well as a point where maybe there is a chance that you don't expose other places and you don't find out that they're cannibals i'm I'm not quite sure mm. but at this point you know if you're quick enough you've stopped her from eating it i did thankfully because i know that she doesn't let you forget it or at least the game doesn't let you forget it yeah the funny thing is though is a lot of the other group members haven't quite got the memo um oh, and they're no. just like like duck duck is just going out that like me oh nobody can stop duck from eating that like and there's that other guy that's there he's like the father of of one of the ladies who ends up being a bit of a dick anyway and he doesn't like you he's not a fan of you from your group um he's like i think he's like chowing down on it like a lot of them because you kind of come in and you have the choice to to basically confront the cannibals and be like hey this is fucked up what are you doing nobody eat the food um you have so many choices of the way it goes but yeah people are eating it luckily clementine doesn't eat if you don't let her but it's just everything about the scene is quite disturbing and i think it's clementine's response she seems like i don't know what it is like the poor girl just looks absolutely fucking terrified at this point Um, yeah she would i know exactly but there's just something about the way that she's just like looking at the food like revolted yeah. just made me feel just really uncomfortable the whole moment just felt really fucked up and then especially duck just there like eating it yeah um, there's, there is just obviously there's something about cannibalism that's obviously and rightly so a bit of a taboo subject so i think as you mentioned it earlier there's something that just makes you feel automatically weird yeah it's just it's an uncomfortable feeling already because it just goes against what you feel like you should feel mm. um so yeah it definitely plays on this but i would totally forgotten about this but i'm picturing it all again as you're talking yeah. about it it was horrible and i think as well the the idea of of finding people and then eating food from people and not knowing what it is i think that's something that freaks me out as well like i, I really don't like eating food if i don't know what it's like unknown meat don't don't like mystery meat not a fan <laughs> could be a dog could be a cat could be a human so I mean, yeah touches touches me in horrible places there in the way that i don't i don't like to think 
about the idea of that and, and obviously having the idea of Clementine eat that. And I've watched a few scenes from other people that have let her accidentally eat it. And she's like continuously throughout the whole thing is just so like angry and upset herself and disgusted and like because everyone after everyone realizes they've eaten it people are like throwing up and shit it's really just just not nice yeah and i just i didn't want that to happen to clementine so the idea of that was just just but yeah didn't like it don't like cannibals Fair. obviously i think in my game i just killed them all because they were trying to kill me at this point when they realize that you know what's going on you know that they're cannibals they're like, okay, well, we're going to eat you. So you get put in a situation where you're potentially going to be dinner. You get out of it, it's all fine. But it's just cannibals. Don't like them. Yeah, I think it just goes into that whole thing of, like, um, people in all of these things are scarier than the, like, catastrophic event themselves, right? Yes, exactly. Like, I think that's like David. Was, yeah, exactly. It's always freaking me out more, I think, when, uh, like, some films and stuff are just, like, People are crazier than the things that's happening. Yeah. It's always really weird. And the Walking Dead show has touched a lot on cannibals as well. I think there's a season where they uh, they accidentally get taken in by a load of cannibals and, you know, they're going to be eaten. So cannibals, cannibalism is something that's touched upon a lot in Walking Dead, as yeah. it would be in most other apocalyptic kind of games where people are obviously at their wits end and, and they turn to doing something like that, which I think biologically does actually make you crazy. I think mm. they realise that if you do actually eat human meat, you will go mad so nobody do that <laughs> please don't um yeah i think i think you're right actually thinking about all the walking dead like all the comics and stuff like that it that's definitely a thing of just like people are crazier than zombies i think that's always the thing uh yeah and it just yeah it's just creepy mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah that's my that's my number two throwbacks to watching hannibal the tv <laughs> series which is great but uncomfortable yeah that's a good one i yeah. totally forgot about that scene but you're right that is a horrible moment. Mm-hmm. What's your um, number one? My number one, um, I'm uh, I'm putting it in there again for awkwardness um, thing, and mine is from Heavy Rain, uh, the like romance sex scene from Ethan Ooh. and Madison. I'm going okay. a lot of sex scenes. It's not that yeah. I care about these things i think it's particularly for this one the way that it's done so the whole thing is essentially a qte thing um if you've never played heavy rain um it's done by uh the same guys who did uh beyond two souls and um detroit, detroit. and yeah. yeah and fahrenheit which is an old one um and they're all kind of qte they're very story based and most of the stuff that you do is like quick time event things that you're happening um and mostly throughout the whole game they're used in really interesting ways i always think but it just for this particular bit in heavy <laughs> rain it's used in the weirdest and most awkward feeling way like um you've got to do a bunch of like buttons to like not just make them like make out or something but you've actually got to like unbutton each other's pants and like oh i'm gonna take off their shirt now and it just kind of pointlessly makes you do this thing um and it never feels like there's like if you watch the start of it particularly ethan doesn't look like he's into it at all and i think as well because there's always those those pauses between where you know when you're playing like a quick time event and stuff kind of stops a little bit or goes in really slow motion while it waits for you to like press the button it's kind of doing that but like during this time so when he's like half leaning forward to like make out with her it's this awkward like half in between where he's just like (laughs) 
sat with his mouth like drooping open. And I think before this, he's been crying. So it's just, I mean, Ethan in this whole thing is just a mess. And he's just <laughs> crying the whole time, like throughout the game. And then this just kind of happens. And the whole scene feels particularly out of place. I think actually when I first played it, I don't think I am... Um, I don't think I made them kiss. I think I was just like, no, I don't want romance. This is not the time. My child has died uh, and I'm hunting like a killer um, on my own, despite not particularly, because he's not a cop, is he, Ethan? Like, he's just- I don't even remember. No, he's just a guy who lost his son. Yeah, he's just the dad. He just happens to be onto this thing. So he's having like the worst time in his life. And I'm just like, you know what, Madison, now is not the time. Um, and But then I think I played it again and I went for it because I was just like, oh, I didn't do it last time. And I just remember just feeling like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> Why are they making me do these things? Um, so I have just been watching it. Yeah. As as you, you know, it's, it's been a nice little narration to this. <laughs> and I don't think I did this when I played it. I played it a very, very yeah. long time ago. And I don't think I did the sex scene because I feel like I would definitely remember this. And I agree. It's it's the way that like he, I think it's because the, the face animation, the mouth yeah. animation hadn't quite got to the heyday that we're in now. So it just kind of looks like he's trying to eat her. Yeah. Um, like her neck and like her and it's just oh it's it's almost like you know there's a reason we don't QTE sex scenes right yeah I think this is it so it's like with the mouse effects one yeah it's a little bit graphic and funny but it's fine because you're just kind of sat watching a thing and then in the South Park version it's like it's kind of done for comedic event and it's like quite funny and shocking but that's kind of what makes it but this it's just awkward and out of place like <laughs> There's just no need for it in this game, I don't think. The best bit is, I think, when you're actually out of the cutie moments, right, at the end where it's just doing some flashes of them actually, like, having sex. Yeah. And it's just Ethan's face. <laughs> right? He's, like, his mouth gaping open. This, he doesn't look like he's he's having fun. He does, um, yeah. He doesn't look like he's enjoying it or that he wants it at all. And he's just, like, dead inside, just letting it happen. It's, I just, again, I, oh, God, and she's, she doesn't look right either. She looks... She looks really like alien in some ways. I think the problem is, is again, with the quality of what we had at that point in time, with the model animations and stuff, it wasn't quite right because they kind of just look like two, two worms kind of going at it. Um, the facial expressions aren't really telling, you know, what they're feeling. It's very like, it's just, the whole thing is just weird. Yeah. I, this is a good number one. I completely agree. Yeah. I never you. want to watch that again. <laughs> Yeah, there's just so much to it that just makes it feel really uncomfortable. Um, but apparently, so I found out um, that Fahrenheit, so Fahrenheit was his first, uh, the first kind of game. Um, in his, I think it's called Indigo Prophecy uh, in the States. Yes, yeah. Um, so I have only ever played like little bits of it slash watched somebody else play it. I've never actually played it. And apparently there is another sex scene in that that is even worse um, because they make you uh, quick time event the whole act. So it's not just the start of it, it's like the duration. So apparently there's even a bit in it where you have to hit like thrust at the right time and the right like speed and effort. Oh gosh, so like, okay. It's kind of like a combination between this, like the heavy rain version and your um, Ferris wheel moment. Yeah. Uh, but you can see it because they're just both naked. They are, It's it was a PlayStation 1 game. So, um, it, the graphics are not really there. They're quite cute people-ish. Mm. But you are thrusting in a cute <laughs> which 
And I watched a bit of it and it's just hilarious, but also like really uncomfortable. So I think if I'd ever played that, that would top this. So apparently there's just a theme in these games that they yeah. like to do these things. But yeah, I just, there's so much to watching this. So if you can watch it or if you played it and you were fine with it, then I don't know what, I mean. To be fair, there might have been a potentially weird sex and in Beyond Two Souls with, um, with, well, to be oh, fair, I, yeah. only, I only got with the kind of handsome army guy because yeah. i really like the actor in real life so for me no matter what would have happened because he looked identical to this guy i would have been like everything's fine um but i do think potentially as you know graphics have got better and things like that maybe it's not as as weird but i don't know if they've qte'd the most recent i think they might have learned i hope that they've learned i can't remember in detroit so we can hope that these scenes are not going to be as bad and we'll just we'll just leave it to them to, to heavy rain and indigo fahrenheit and, and whatever yeah <laughs> so, we'll just leave so that to they can have that is. but no more no quantic dreams <laughs> yeah i think that's it quantic dreams just don't make us cu- quick time of it like yeah. we're fine with watching don't yeah. make us be a part of it i think that's <laughs> yeah. it it's, like you feel like i'm don't dirty me you're a puppet master you're like sat there with your toys making them do these things to each other like i think yeah. that's what it makes you feel like it's just weird especially if someone walked in while you were doing that and they'd be like so what you doing i'd be like nothing i'm making these two people have sex so i can watch them it does it makes you feel because you know when you watch movies and you watch sex scenes it's, it's a little bit different you're a little bit kind of escaped from it all but if you're actually taking part in it then that, that adds yeah. this level of just weirdness yeah so yeah all right cool i'm glad you agree my number one is totally different okay it's not it's not a sexy scene my number one goes back again to my childhood it seems that there's a lot of childhood uncomfortability coming up (laughs) this is something yeah is this definitely definitely a, a childhood nostalgia journey into cringe so this one is more of an uncomfortable scary feeling and it goes all the way back to the original Tomb Raider. And so in the original Tomb Raider, there was a scene in the in the pyramid where I think you're like in supposedly like Atlantis or whatever. It was a very long time since I've played this game. So my memory is not going to be great. But my memory of the actual moment is, is great. <laughs> Clear as gold. Because that haunts my dreams every night. And it's the moment where you come across what I called, didn't know until now it wasn't correct. I called it the alien. I always remember you talking about the alien. But apparently it's called the doppelganger. And the best way to describe it is it just looks like Lara, skinned completely. So you just see like muscles, massive eyes. In my head, it was a bit of an E.T. shaped head. It Mm. looked like an alien. It didn't look human to me. It just looked like a fucking red alien covered in muscle. Yeah. And it copies your every move. So you come across it and it just mimics everything that you do so you walk to the right you walk to the, it's just it's just perfect perfect yeah. mimicking doesn't attack you directly just stands there fucking gormless just staring at you which makes it so much worse yeah. and so but you can't attack it you can't kill it because obviously naturally that's what you do if you see this weird fucking red thing in front of you because if you shoot it then it shoots you so because it's obviously mimicking you so eventually what happens is you can trick it into jumping into a bit of molten lava which is great because then it can fuck off <laughs> just leave back, back to wherever it fucking came from yeah. um and and yeah it, it's just haunted my dreams forever because it was just the way that it stands there i remember it being a very silent room and just coming across this like person because in back in those games like you didn't really encounter people very much 
you maybe saw them in a few cutscenes. You never really mm-hmm. came across them. So to just encounter this weird fucking anomaly, just staring at it with its big eyes, it was horrible. And yeah, apparently it was created by um, Jacqueline Natlai. I don't really remember the story of Tomb Raider 1. And apparently this doppelganger also appears in later games. Um, obviously it appears in Tomb Raider Anniversary and it also appears in Tomb Raider Underworld. But at these points, because they are doppelgangers now, which I now know, the later ones are covered in skin and they actually look like Lara because that's what they were supposed to be. But the original one was just like a bad creation. It was a Gary. It was a, it was a bad, <laughs> bad version. Whereas obviously they make her to actually look like Lara in the later ones. Oh, yeah. So I've just looked at a picture. I don't think I've ever looked at it before. But you're right. It's got such an E.T.-like head. Yeah, But I horrible. like that it's still kept the cone boobs from the first yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. My favourite thing about this, which I found out from discovering what this actually is, not just being an alien, is that people, the internet and everybody, has decided to call it Bacon Lara. <laughs> yeah, that's a brilliant name. incredible. Bacon Lara. It's incredibly apt because she does... The original one does look a bit bacony. Yeah. You know, you're right. It is. It's like bacony. Yeah. I like, I mean, they've given her a modest thing. They've like covered her boobs with a weird like chest piece, which is nice. Have they? Well, so like the rest of her is all red and like muscly, but across her chest, she has like two, like a bikini. I think that's meant of... to be her bones. Yeah, that's what I mean. They've given her bones. But bones don't live outside your muscles. So. Yeah, well, they've given her rib cages, so what the hell are those things? I don't know. Tank top? I think, yeah, I think they've made Alien her a tank fashion. top. <laughs> I think it's meant to represent a particular muscle, because I think you do get muscle or something. I don't know it's what that's meant to represent. It's fat there, not muscle. Like, your yeah. boobs are fat, not muscle, right? But, I mean, the alien actually has pretty pretty big thighs, having a look at it as well. Yeah. Big chunky. I mean, if you look at the anniversary version... It looks more like realistically mm. where muscle and stuff and different things set. But on but, the the original bright red bacon one, yeah, um, yeah, she just looks like she's got a lovely little crop top on. <laughs> but the thing is, I mean, speaking, I don't know if it might, again might have said this in Patreon or normal episodes. Speaking of my fear that I did once used to have of ET, love and fear because I love ET, but also fear him. Yeah, of coming into contact with Bacon Lara, which I thought was an alien, was to me the most fucking scariest shit i could have experienced as a child yeah. alongside the ferris wheel also and the red deads Redeads. seeing bacon lara was just just topped it all off maybe if she had the name bacon lara then you probably wouldn't have been so scared but i get what you mean like it's basically like we were saying like video games feel way scarier than horror movies because you're in them and you're kind of acting in them it's like i can't play many horror games they really get me but i can watch horror movies no issue they don't really bug me very much um Mm. uh, but i think like you said like if you had a fear of et as a child and then you had to do something where you had to interact with et in a game you just yeah et copying you like imagine walking into like your dining room and et's there and instead of just being like a normal alien and being like yo i'm et he's he's mimicking you and you can't kill him because obviously if you try and kill him, he'll try and kill you. Like, what the fuck do you do with it? Yeah. You obviously want to throw it into the fire because it's cursed, but also you can't. And just the whole premise of that is just frightening, especially for a child, let alone me as an adult now. Yeah, I think that's fair. Kill I mean, fire. Bake covered in bacon. E.T. covered in bacon sounds terrifying. Yeah. Also slightly edible and nice, but I <laughs> it guess... It would be good on the fire, actually. 
<laughs> as a child, I didn't. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Back then, you you don't have the internet, so you don't know. You don't know these funny things people say. I just see this fucking thing that looks a bit like ET, and I'm like, it's an alien. I'm gonna die. Yeah. Uh, you don't have yeah. anyone sharing your pain no. as a child without the internet. Like exactly. you just thought it was you witnessing something horrific. And so I always speak about it, and no wonder people didn't know what the fuck I was talking about whenever I mentioned the alien from the original Lara Croft like game. They're probably too weird again. They're probably like, what are you on about? Yeah, because they, you know, it was a doppelganger or whatever. It was, it wasn't actually an alien. But yeah, now, now I know what it's called. People can share in my pain. Yeah, it can all be there with you. Yeah, don't have any facts. Only, only fact was bacon Lara and and stuff like that. So I like it. Yeah, that that's the things that make me uncomfortable. Yeah, that was a good list of things that make us uncomfortable. Did you have any honourable mentions that you want to say? Any extra things that made you feel uncomfortable? I, yeah, I've got one I want to mention, which I can't go into at all because it would spoil the entire thing. But I'm just going to say one thing for anyone that does know, which is the lobotomy scene in Bioshock Bio, let's see. That's all I'm going to say. I've heard about the fact that that's scarring, but I've not witnessed yeah. it. So I'm glad but that's all I've got. I, that was mostly everything. What about yeah, you? I think I've got two that I kind of half thought of was one um, was some of the fatalities or brutalities in um, the most recent... Um, Mortal Kombat mm. they are quite graphic like yeah. some of them you get a little bit uncomfortable like they're quite funny when you're just sat like messing around but a little bit uncomfortable to witness that much gore sometimes um and also there's a really old PlayStation 1 game that I was terrible at um which was called Heart of Darkness I don't know if you've ever heard of it Nikki yeah I played it yeah so there were some really horrible death scenes in that as a small child playing that game like it was pretty horrible to witness this other small child being like blown to pieces or crushed yeah. graphically it was also uncomfortable because it was so fucking hard it was so difficult i don't think i ever got past like the first two scenes no i think it's, it's meant to be the hardest game of all time yeah <laughs> that's from what i've heard yeah i just remember all the different ways i died so that's kind yeah. of what it is but yeah that's that's all i had everything else i have mentioned that makes me uncomfortable yeah cool i think we've, we've uh, we've done quite well yeah it's a good good amount and uh, it was an interesting one for yeah. sure I'm feeling uncomfortable, so we've we've achieved our goal. Yeah, and I think um, we've given you a safe space to share. Yes. Learn a bit about your childhood, as we always like to do. Yep. And if we- anyone else wants to share their uncomfortable moments, you should do that. Yeah, let us know on Twitter. That's probably the best place to interact with Discord. Us. We will mm-hmm. have a thing on there where you can tell us your uncomfortable stuffs. Yep. But you can find all of these links to these things at what website, Nikki? Gameful5.com. Yes. Which is very exciting. We don't have to list off everything now. If you want stuff from us, if you want to look at shit, then go there. Yeah, there's links to everything and the Patreon. So yeah. go. Cool. Well, that was our thing. It is I normally say good night, but it's still middle of the day. So I good will afternoon. say good afternoon. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>